1: This is Running It Straight with Tony Kemp and Sam Hewitt on S E N Z. Uh,
2: that is running.
1: Yeah, welcome in to Running It Straight for another Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Sam alongside uh, Kimpy here in studio for the next hour until four o'clock, talking all things rugby league, the NRL. Today on the show, uh, Stephen Kearney, Warriors assistant, uh, Warriors assistant, Melbourne Storm <laughs> assistant, former Warriors coach. Uh, back at Mount Smart for the first time in three years. Remember, he went over to Australia with the team as the Warriors coach uh, with COVID. Lost, lost the gig and um, hasn't come back to Mount Smart since like the rest of them so uh, be interesting him coming back to Mount Smart this Friday so we're going to chat with, uh, with Mooks very very shortly um, we're going to go through the round 19 games look ahead to the round 20 games gee not a, quietly, uh, not a quiet week in rugby league this week, Kempe. Plenty <laughs> plenty floating about. Still yeah. going too, mate. It's on oh, fire. Mate, it's just another another week in the NRL. Another seven days in the NRL. Um, you can text you anytime on double eight double That is the text line. And uh, we do a... A small segment after 3:30 called 6 again, where we go through your questions on the text machine. So, text in 8833 if you want to know anything or ask Kempi anything or um, talk about the NRL. We'd love to get your thoughts. Lots of issues floating around. So, if you want to um, ask something about that, just 8833. Uh, we'll do all our usuals as well inside the team. But first, we start off every show as we always
0: do with Kempi's Call.
1: Kempy's Call.
0: Yeah, well, former players are in vogue within teams at the moment as they are all looking for that elusive new coach. Billy Slater put on a masterclass when he won the Origin Series this year with ex-players who had little or no experience with coaching at NRL level sitting alongside him. Cam Smith, Jonathan Thurston, not bad, though. And Nate Miles, champions proven on the football field, helped Billy the Kid deliver one of the best series we've ever seen. And now Benji Marshall has been given the golden ticket to coach the Tigers in the NRL. Wow! anyone see that one coming? I certainly didn't. So is this the new recruitment strategy when hiring coaches? For me, I like it. Yep, it means clubs will look outside coaches who have been on the NRL merry-go-round, far too many of them. Instead of hiring a coach who has been sacked, implement the Billy the Kid clause in vogue. Love it.
2: That was Kempie's
1: call. You're definitely definitely in vogue at the moment, Kempi. What um I'm going to ask you later on in the show, Inside the Ten, how you make a transition from an assistant coach to a head coach, but a pl- going from a player to a coach, but for someone like Benji, going from a player to a head coach, like
0: straight away, does it work? Well, of, of course it does. We'll look at Billy. You know, we talked to Stephen Kearney about that, um, about the the effect Billy's, I guess, had on Queensland, but whether or not they're a proud to have Billy come into that Melbourne system and sort of deliver what he did for Queens in the shit. Look, I think it I think it can work. I think that, I think it's proven as long as you've got the right people around you and it's a different strategy, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So um the one that currently works, where coaches that have been let go by other clubs and are sitting in the wings waiting to get another job, Madge Maguire, hmm. you know what I mean? Um, the Kearneys and so on. This is something new. It's something you can, and it's another spice that you can add to the mix. And for me, look, I like it. I think it's I think it's a, a good strategy. Uh, he just, he's not going to jump straight in there, obviously, Benji. He's going to do a couple of years as assistant the Tim Sheens. But by the time those two years are up, hopefully he's got the other guys around him.
1: Mm. And it's, um, I find putting those sort of club legends in those roles too, it, it, the fans get in behind them, right? Because, you know, you don't want to think of, of Stacey or Benji or one of these guys as, as a failed coach, well, um, he, you know, because they're such legends of the club.
0: Well, that's... That's probably part of the criteria is that they have to fit the club. Mm. You know, Stacey Jones, you know, he is the Warriors. Billy Slater, he is Queensland. Benji Benji Marshall, he is the Tigers. So, you know, you wouldn't just go and put an ex-player and, you know, go, oh, well, I want that player because I think that he's just a a really good fit. He doesn't know anything about the club. Mm. I think what what we're talking about here is that the West Tigers, Queensland, the Warriors have gone out and said, well, maybe this might work if we just put someone in. And, And for me... Uh, For Billy, especially, Cam Smith, Jonathan Thurston, Nate Miles, not bad blokes have on the side.
1: (laughs) Absolutely not. Very interested to see uh, how Benji goes and uh, if he's the the secret answer to that West Tigers team, which is... I wanted
0: to point out this too, Sam. I don't know if anyone's noticed this, but... You know, in and around recruiting coaches, we, we sort of must have done a good job at the Warriors because currently Penrith and Cowboys sit one and two and they're both ex-Warriors coaches. Yeah, I know, I know. The
1: if problem I... is retention. I know, Kempi. that is the problem. Um, text us on double eight double three. what you make of, uh, of Kempe's call and, uh, and yeah, players taking on their coach, which it really is in vogue at the moment. All teams seem to be chasing um, those, those former stars. Um, let's have a look at um, the Round 19 uh, games from the weekend, shall we? Yeah. Yeah analysis of one of the greatest games on earth we're talking rugby league this is running it straight on SENZ. Oh, Special privilege to have uh, Stephen Cooney former Warriors coach now uh, Melbourne assistant coach he's coming over here for the game on Friday and he joins us on the line now uh,
0: afternoon Stephen. Good uh, G'day boy. Hey Moxie. Just talking about the last month, you guys have been doing it pretty tough. What's sort of going on there at the moment? People aren't used to seeing Melbourne lose four on the trot. How are you going about fixing it?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's been a, you know, it's been obviously you know, as you've noted, you know, a pretty challenging month for us. And I think um, you know, for the first time, you know, there's some, you know, there's some players who are, who are playing in this footy team that you know haven't been out of the top four, you know, like since they've started their NRL career, and um, so you know we we you know we we've sort of put it down to, you know there's a the combination of things i think the you know the red footy um you know had a bit of an impact on us you know more than we anticipated um you know we guys you know obviously who were tied up in the in the international with the kiwis and you know png tonga um i think the only team we didn't have anyone in was the Samoan team and um and then obviously with you know with origin also um and you know we sustained a fair few injuries over that period, and we probably just didn't you know quite you know manage you know or cope you know with with that with that period as as well as what we would have liked. Sort of everything come at the same time. You know there was a bit of if you want to call it you know fatigue from a lot of that rep footy, and and so yeah, it's been a you know it's been a bit of a challenge for us. And you know we're pretty confident we've made some good progress. I thought we were pretty good against you know Canberra without. You know, we got over the try line about maybe three or four times. Um, and we just, you know, couldn't get the ball down. Um, again, I thought we were pretty good last week against, you know, against um, against South. You know, they they had a pretty good game plan. We didn't play well, but I thought, you know, we gave ourselves an opportunity um, just after halftime where we uh, let a let an opportunity, um, you know, go by. So, you know, we get the point I'm making is we're we're getting closer and. Um, we're a footy club that really prides itself on, you know, on a certain standard of how we play, and um, you know, we're looking forward to sort of putting that right this week.
0: Totally agree with you on the standards, mate. No one has them as high as Melbourne, mate. Just on your senior players, you've got a whole lot of guys heading away next year. The Bromish brothers, Kofusi, Brandon Smith. How have you monitored that and gone about making sure they're still playing at the top of their ability despite leaving the club at the end of the year?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's you know that's going to be a you know that's going to be a I guess a you know a situation that we you know to 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 lose over the course of the last five years. You know, we you know with the clubs lost you know generational players. You know, Cameron Smith, Billy um, you know Cooper Cronks, and and you know so I think over that period, you know, we've been able to you know sustain. The success because, you know, maybe we've kept one of them. You know, obviously, you know, um, Cameron retiring in, in, in 20, after the 2020 grand final. So, um, you know, last year we lost, lost Dale and and, um, and Nico Hines. Um, so, again, you, you know, the process in, in, for the club is to, you know, is to... Um, you know, keep regenerating. And obviously we got some pretty, you know, we got some pretty handy guys here. And, and Jerome Hughes is here, um, Pappenhausen, um, Harry Grand, who is, you know, still part of the club. You know, N- Nelson's here. So, but the, the core, you know, core group, although we're losing, you know, some obviously some very experienced players, the point that you've just made. But again, it's an opportunity for, you know, Trent Liero, uh, Tui Kamakamika for those guys, Justin Ollum to, you know, to really... You know, step forward. So, um, you know that that's you know that's always been you know being the plan for our you know or or the process for our footy club. Um, but again, in you know when you're talking about uh, the amount of players and the amount of NRL experience that, you know those you know those particularly those four guys, Kafusi, um, the Bombage boys, and, and Brandon. Um, you know, have um, again. I, I right at this stage, I, I couldn't I couldn't actually tell you. But, you know, I'm confident in our program that, you know, we'll be able to, um, you know, put ourselves back and, you know, certainly keep ourselves up there with with the players that we still have here.
0: Hey, mate, that's good to hear. You're on your way back home here. You've been here before on the roller coaster we only know too well and you're playing against the Warriors. What do you think of their season so far? What have you made of it? And also, what do you think you need to do to beat them on Friday night?
2: Yeah, I mean, we've had a short... You know, turnaround can be, you know, we've had, you know, this is a six day turnaround with a pretty big, big leg of travel for us, you know. So we, we had our big day yesterday. Um, and, and again, it was about, you know, the progress that, you know, we feel we've made over the last, you know, couple of weeks, as I said, against Canberra. I, I thought, you know, for the most part, we were, we were pretty good against Canberra. If you looked at all the, as they say, you look at all the stats, you know, from that game two weeks ago, you would have thought, you know, we'd, you know, we'd, we'd won by, you know, 20. But we couldn't get the ball down over the line, which is the one stat that you know, mount you know, that matters the most. So, yeah, we've you know, we've looked at you know areas that we that we think we've we've been pretty good at over the last couple of weeks, and some areas that we you know really need to improve for this weekend. And watching you know, and watching you know, the Warriors boys, you know, you know, to me, you know, watching stays and how they've you know gone about. You know their last probably month of footy. I think they've simplified things, you know, for themselves, and you know I think they've been you know pretty you know pretty consistent. You know, like I thought, you know they obviously had a you know really good you know really good win back over home against you know against the Tigers, who I thought you know that that was you know really quality game by the Warriors, and they put themselves right in the picture, you know, last weekend against the Raiders. You know, um so I've you know, I've seen an improvement. I've seen it, you know, like I said, how they've, you know, simplified their game. You know, particularly with the footy. And um and uh, you know, so you know, we know you know, we know what we're up against. And I think Sean's kicking, you know, was he's been kicking, you know, pretty well. He's taking the line on a bit more, you know, which um you know, which he we know he's he's pretty you know, certainly when he gets that going he's dangerous. So um yeah, we we know what we're in for and obviously you know their second game, um, the Warriors' second game at Mount Smart. Um, you know it'll be a pretty big occasion. So um, yeah, we we know what we're up against
1: mate I think the fact that a lot of people um, talking about um, you know the, the last few losses for Melbourne is sort of a testament to just how successful they've been you know over the last decade and as as you mentioned there'll be guys in that team that don't even know what it's like to be out, outside of the top four What what is it from your perspective about the organisation like what impresses you the most about the Melbourne storm that I guess has allowed that expectation to be so high and, and I know we talk about Bellamy a lot um, you know fans and media talk about his influence on the team as well but just from your perspective yeah what is it about the Melbourne Storm, that just makes them, you know, have such high expectations.
2: Well, it's not, you know, there's not just one thing. It's not just Craig Bellamy. I mean, but you know, to me, he's obviously a, you know, a huge part of it. You know, in terms of, you know, he is a standard that, you know, that is, you know, that just sets the tone. You know, right, you know, right from the right through the Footy Club. You know, since he arrived in 2003. You know, like you know, he said. You know, he set a very high stand, You know, for for all of the footy club, and I'm I'm talking, you know, not only the players, but you know, everyone that you know works you know works with them. So it's you know, like it's it's a multi. You know, as as we all know, you know, a footy club's not just about you know that the coach. It's about you know everything that goes underneath. You know, to the side, the players, and you know, recruitment. So. But but you know the one you know the one thing that that certainly stands out it's 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 you know we everyone you know culture's a word that's you know thrown around a lot but you know this you know this the footy club you know has a culture which you know demands excellence you know and the and it's driven you know it's driven from the boss you know like he's you know again when you talk about. Unfamiliar territory, you know. You know the way he's been over the last, you know, four weeks. You know, he's he's been driving, you know, our footy club to, you know, okay, find a way to, you know, to improve on last week's performance. So that that's the, you know, that to me that's it's 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 a simple, you know, it's a simple sounds so simple, but it's it's very hard to execute, you know, and in terms of getting all of that right. And and the one the one thing I do, you know, I do remember when I when I come to the footy club at the end of, you know, 98. And John Rebo, who's still a, you know, still a, you know, he's a bit like the godfather of our footy club, to be honest. He started, you know, our footy club, you know, way back in 98. And, and you know, the one, you know, the one thing that, you know, I always remember him saying, you know, was about, you know, building good footy clubs was about, you know, about good people. And, and you know, uh, yeah, Craig's had a you know great deal of you know great deal of success, but you know his the consistency in how he goes about uh, his job, uh, and the people, as I said, John Rebo spoke about the people, you know, getting good people and the good people that he's you know surrounded himself with over twenty years, you know, and and it's it's, it's about that consistency, you know, the consistency in, in process, consistency and you know the high standards and. And that, that's you know that's you know that's a, uh you know that's really really important you know like I I just to tap, you know sort of um, uh, make a point you know like I'd been away you know for, for ten years from the footy club you know when I come back um, the beginning of last year and a lot had changed but a, you know a lot was the same mm. you know like, if, I, if that makes sense you know because in and, and and again that's you know that the part that had you know that hadn't changed was you know Craig's attention to detail, Craig's standards, you know there was there were new ways in doing that but you know so so and and that you know that really surprised me you know we were doing drills that you know when I was you know when on my last couple of years of playing with Craig you know they were very you know pretty much the same you know like and and that and that's the you know that's the strength of the footy club is is the consistency and you know the you know, it's it's built on you know with very very you know good Frank Panisi who does a you know wonderful job, you know, and and he's our general manager of football, and you know he does a you know yeah fabulous job and making sure that you know the the whole organisation is is humming along well. So, but again, you know we've it's as we've all just been touched on, you know we've faced our challenges, particularly over the last month, and. And um, you know, I've got no doubt. Um, you, know, you know, we'll you know we'll work our way out of it.
0: I've got no doubt too, Mooks. Hey, you guys have been the benchmark in the competition for the last twenty years, and I've got no doubt you'll all turn it around. Hey, I just want to ask you a question about Billy Slater. The club must be pretty proud of what he's been able to achieve in such a short space of time as coach up there in Queensland, because I'm sure he's taken a lot of that culture he learned at the Melbourne Storm with him up to Queensland.
2: Oh, I, you know, I've got again, you know. Like, Bill doesn't work with us, um, you know, particularly with our uh, attack and you know our top, our outside backs. Um, uh, he was in yesterday, actually coming yesterday, Bill and and um, and, and to, to be to be honest, I, I was a I was a bit taken aback by you know when I come back to the footy club and in, in the way that he goes about um, his coaching and his look on you know his look on footy um, and. and from a positive perspective, and and I had no doubt that you know when he got the role as the Queensland coach that you know he he was gonna he was gonna be a success. I wasn't you know to be honest, I wasn't sure, and you know I was a bit like everyone else and looked at the team sheet. You know I wasn't you know for that first Origin game, I'm thinking, well, you know i you know I you know I'll barrack for Queensland, you know and I love Bill, but I'm not one hundred percent sure they're gonna you know they're gonna be good enough. To beat that New South Wales team, but um, but I I knew he would build some something there um, that would be successful, you know, uh, over time. But you know the job that he done, yeah, we're we're extremely proud of him. But to be honest, um, not surprised, mm. it, it, you know, in that sense, because uh, yeah, he, he you know he's got a you know real way about him, and, and you know yeah, it's a pretty handy. Uh, uh, assistants in there with him too, which I'm pretty sure were uh, you know were were, we're um, good for him and, and Cameron Smith and, and, and Jonathan Thurston. Uh, I think Nate you know Nate Miles is in there giving them a hand too. So um, yeah, I I, I um, you know we're you know we're extremely proud of him and um, you know he he's got a real you know again that that uh, that real pride that real. Desire to you know to you know for for Queensland and and, and Queensland's people to, to be successful you know he, he knows how much you know that footy team means to to a lot of people um, all over Queensland and uh, you know to, to see them play the way they did, um, you know sort of epitomises you know what what Queensland's about really.
0: Hey Mooks, thanks for coming on, mate. Love talking everything Melbourne. A little bit of Warriors thrown in there, but there's one thing I'd like to say before we go. Hey. I hope you take the coach's job for the Kiwis again, mate. I reckon there's some some work that's uh, still to be done in there with you. Uh, you've done a wonderful job, 2008 World Cup and 2010 Four Nations, so on. And, uh, yeah, I think you still can do the country proud. So thanks a lot, brother. Talk soon.
2: All right, then, Kippy. Thanks, mate. Thanks, guys.
0: That's six again. Six again. How Tackle one.
2: Yeah, well, six
1: again. So six questions from the uh, text machine, double eight double three. There's still a chance if you want to send a question through. Uh, one that came in here from Sam and he was asking us to ask Mooks this. Unfortunately, we just didn't get a chance. I'm going to ask you, Kempe. Um Sam says, uh, can you ask Mooks if he thinks the current salary cap set up is fair for the Warriors in terms of recruitment? An ex-Warriors CEO, can't remember his name, I think that was Trevor McEwan, uh, said in an, on an interview on SNZ he believed the NRL could do more in terms of giving the Warriors more salary cap to make it easier to get players to move to New Zealand. To get any players to New Zealand, barring players past their prime, the Warriors need to pay well overs to get them, and even then, we still struggle.
0: Does the NRL need to... That's that's a really, really good question, that one. You know, like, there's... The, for all the franchises get the equal amount of money there, there's a couple of things that you need to I guess, to negotiate through that one of them is the exchange rate so that should pump your pump your salary um, your salary cap up anyway but the second one is that you are relocating to a different country mm-hmm. you know they're not re- relocating to England and when they do re- relocate in Australia they're going around the states so I think it's a really good question it's something that the CEO of the Warriors should do is go in there and and try and get extra salary cap because of that relocation across borders. The other part that you've got when when you're talking um, not just money is their climate and the environment. Mm. You're coming off eastern beaches for instance you don't want to come and sit in a wet Dingy old Auckland City, you know what I mean? Like the well, last, last week. two week, last two weeks, and it's a it is a real turn off, unfortunately, for um, families, especially young families with kids, when they when True. they're coming off those those type of environments. So, but there's a lot there's a lot to consider when you're signing players, um, but the players there's a lot for them to consider when they when they take up that uh, that proposal of coming to New Zealand. That's two. Get off him. Two. Good question from Sam. I tell you what, I'm going to follow it up with
1: a question. Actually, Kempy, I'm not sure if we've talked about this. Um, the idea of the Warriors doing what they've sort of done over the last two years and basing themselves in Australia, coming home for home games, you know, regularly to, to service the fans, but basing themselves in Australia to, you know, mitigate those problems of trying to get people to completely move country and an environment that's, you know, a little bit more inclement and that sort of thing. Is that you know, where do you stand on, you know, the Warriors basing themselves out of Australia? Well,
0: we've seen we've seen it. We've seen sort of with COVID, um, had a had a practice, if you want to put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, we haven't had all families moving over there because of um, one thing or the other. But, yeah, it's, there's, there's the pros and cons about that. I guess if you're looking at it as a whole, you're also looking at your development model. So you're looking at a couple of problems that they have currently is there's no second grade, there's no under-20s competition. Yeah. Down through the grades, and if you do move to, say Sydney, for instance, then you've got that in your back doorstep. So, mm. I think it's I think it's worth looking at, but then you're, you're really starving the fans of football in this country. That's and true. rugby league is already on a on a uh, a life support with a national body not really understanding what what's needed out in the districts. And if we take the NRL away as an aspirational model then I think I think rugby league in this country actually does die.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, it's very interesting, and I totally agree. And I mean, just seeing how important it was that they came back to Mount Smart shows you how much we do need um, rugby league in the country. Okay, let's go to tackle three.
2: Tackle three!
1: Uh, Pat from Christchurch says, Kenby, um, is Stacey not the Warriors' vogue? And like Billy the Kid, just get that strength and coaching around him. Have the Warriors just shot themselves again? Um, so I guess what he's saying is, you know, if we wanted to be like Billy, he has to have... Those greats around him.
0: Yeah, that's, um, and, and that's right. You know, that's exactly what I was saying. You know, the in vague thing at the moment is to uh, put iconic players directly straight into that coach's role with the good people around him. I, I agree with that text. That, you know, like Stacey Jones, when you're looking at Andrew Webster coming over here, like, the credentials, yes, he's he's in Penrith. <laughs> I don't know who I said this to last week. But, yeah, he's in Penrith, and they're on top of the competition. But Trent Barrett was the number one assistant coach, and look where he is at the moment yep. at Penrith. You yep. know what I mean? So uh, just because you come out of a, a top – tiered structure doesn't make make you a good coach. I think the problem in and around appointing coaches is the Warriors needed to think differently and this Billy the Kid clause was a really good way to think about it. I actually thought when I was looking at that structure with, with Stace there and you saw Campo and Arwen in the change rooms, I thought it was something different, you know, and then when you think about Billy Slater and what he did with Cameron and Jonathan Thurston um, and then Tim Sheens goes. Well, I'm going to do it with, with with Benji, and Benji goes. Well, I'm going to bring back Robbie and mm. Scotty Prince. Mm. Mate, it's it's something different. So yeah. I agree with you. No, they, they would have done no harm in hiring Stacey full time.
1: Yeah, let's go take a four. That's four. Get back four. Uh, quick one here from Zaid. Uh, why do the Warriors always lose when they're winning at halftime?
0: <laughs> yeah, good question. I guess that's the million dollar question, isn't it, Zaid? Um, Look, the weekend. The weekend it just didn't pan out for them. Twenty-two sets puts them under a lot of pressure. From a from an analytical um, position, twenty-two sets puts them under a lot of uh, field position and uh, under a due pressure, and not having. Uh, a sub to to, to sub out Tolu Harris, all your middle players to rest them and bring them back on really hurt Stacey in the end. So, uh, look, Stacey's got them playing the right way. We've seen a couple of times now he's got them playing for forty minutes and doing what showing us what they can do. But they haven't strung an eighty minute game together for a long time. I can't remember the last time they did that. Mm.
1: Let's go the last Let's tackle. Tackle. This is the last tackle. Finally, uh, from Barry in Manawatu Two says, uh, Kimby, what did you make of the Warriors only bringing Reese Walsh on for the last fifteen minutes? Seemed a bit bizarre. Now he's back, starting at fullback this week."
0: Yeah, look, I, I think it was just a, a, example Stacey was trying to make. Um, by by saying to Reese look you really need to buck your buck your ideas up here and give him a, a bit of a boot up the bum to, to pull his head in a little bit um, but unfortunately for stace it backfired and his, his rotations his interchanges and the way that the game panned out so you know when you listen to Stace post game we did that that call um, last week and you listen to Stace post game basically what he said he was hoping to bring Reese on when we needed him for attack well when you're got so many compounding sets against you and you're, and you're right behind the eight ball. Bring him on when you're behind yeah. to try and create something when your side's tied and not going forward is 14, I think 14 minutes for seven metres he had. So yeah. Um, yeah, if he had his time over again, I think Reese Walsh would have been playing second grade last week.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, he's back in the starting side this week. Uh, we'll run through, that is our six again. Uh, we'll run through the round 20 games this weekend, which of course includes the Warriors and the Storm. Uh, Friday night from Mount Smart. We will do that after the break. Have your say on the great game of Rugby League. 0800 150 811. This is Running It Straight on SCNZ. Run through round twenty this week. In we've only got five or six rounds left, um, and the first game tomorrow night, nine fifty from Four Points Park Stadium, and it's got so much meaning to it, be, uh, given what's been going on this week. It's the Seagulls in ninth playing the Roosters in. Eighth. Uh, look, we all know about the players that aren't going to be there for Manly. Lots of debutants coming in, and for the Roosters, they get Joey Manu back, who was out last week, um, and they also get Lindsay Collins coming back from a concussion. Kempe, um
0: Roosters thirteen plus. Yeah, I think so. Look, I'd, I'd love to see Manly get up in this one. You know, just just to really make a make a statement. But yeah, the Roosters are on fire at the moment. They're in the eight. They won the last couple of games. Joey Manu comes back. Yep. which is um, yeah, it's going to be addition. interesting to see whether or not they leave them at six, but uh, I can't see them be I can't see them being beat.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be a bit of a bloodbath there. But um, those debutants that are coming in no one really knows much about them they haven't been lining up Queensland Cup as far as I'm aware in fact well 20,
0: 20 players struggling to fill a team that's, yeah. that's what's coming out of uh, Manly at the moment so oh, you know one, one person's uh, I guess demise is another person's opportunity you know? exactly, so yeah. I wish all those blokes who are playing for Manly this weekend all the best yeah absolutely
1: very interesting game uh, and then uh, on Friday the first game at 8pm we've talked about at Mount Smart Stadium it is the Warriors in 13th playing the Storm in 5th we said Reese Walsh returning to fullback um, after playing 14 minutes last week Chanel Harris video goes back into the halves uh, Jesse Arthurs is out so a bit of a change in the centres I think Marcelo Montoya is going to play there um, the storm unchanged from last weekend Kempe uh, what do you make of the two sides first of all
0: uh, I think Bell- I think Ballyach is saying to the boys that played over the last sort of week that you know here's a chance for you to fix it that's yeah. why he hasn't made any changes mm-hmm. and I think for the Warriors you know I picked, I picked them last week I thought if they had a chance it would have been against Canberra They'd normally go well they jumped out to a 14 point lead but uh, then they were buried by completions and and just not enough depth on the bench, uh, I think the Storm would have picked that up. So I'm, I'm expecting... I know there's a little bit of weather coming, so it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be a bit of a battle in the middle, and I think the Storm probably have that one.
1: Yeah, I think so too. As much as I want to say that the Warriors are going to um, keep that losing run going, I think this is the week that the Storm break it. If they do lose it, though, that's five in a row. Last time that happened was in 2012 when they won the comp. So the
0: Storm, will, the Storm fans might be hoping for a no, Warriors I think win. they can win the comp without <laughs> Pepinowski. Nah, you don't think so? No, but I see Nofalomu signed for them today yep. from the Tigers. So, yes. um, yeah, Nofalomu doesn't get a fullback. Yeah,
1: Pepe's a very uh, very big loss for them. Uh, then 9.55 on Friday night. It's a very tasty game because it's the Eels in seventh th- uh, playing the Panthers in first. And as much as we want to say that the, uh, the Panthers are going to win this one easy, um, they don't have Jerome Luai. He's been ruled out potentially for the rest of the regular season. So Sean O'Sullivan's coming back
0: in. A bit upset on the cards here, Kempy. Yeah, no Stephen Crichton too with the yep, um, Dale fin- um with the Mike Tyson with the Mike Tyson here <laughs> hanging off. Um, yeah, feel sorry for the for the boy, but mate, the Battle of the West. I think the Eels possibly could get this one. Yeah. If, they, if they if they step up, it's home game for them at Combank Stadium. Uh they do. Pen- Penrith losing their five eight and their centre on that left hand edge. Uh, yeah, be tough. I, th- I think they all get They do, mate. They're due for one of those weird upsets they that they do, they you are. know.
1: And then going back to being outside the eight the following week. Um, that's nine fifty-five on Friday. On Saturday, uh, the five o'clock game: Titans fifteenth the Raiders and tenth. That one's not going to be too scintillating. But uh, what are you picking, Raiders?
0: Uh, yep yeah, mm, I think the Titans aren't too far off, mate. To be yeah. brutally honest. Okay. So I'm going to go Titans.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'll probably go Raiders, but I do agree. I think the Titans are building something. Um, game of the round without a shadow of a doubt, is on uh, Saturday at 7.30. Sorry, said that last game was on Sunday. Saturday, 5 o'clock, is Titans-Raiders. But 7.30 is Sharks and third, Rabbits in Game of the sixth. round. It is the game of the round. No Dale Finucan, um for the Sharks. We just talked about that, the hit on um, Crichton. Gee, what do you reckon, Kempi
0: What are you picking? Ooh, well, man, I'm, I reckon Latrell Mitchell's just getting better. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think the Sharks, without Finucane in their side, he's such a big part to Their side, especially around competing, I just I think they'll be too slick. The Rabbitohs, if they're on a run, you know, they're, yeah, they're on what that, that 2021 20, run, and yeah. uh, as long as the trial Mitchell can stay on the field and play through the finals, I think they're a definite chance as well. Yeah, we
1: talked about a couple of weeks ago if there's a team that's going to ride momentum and tip up someone in the grand final, it's going to be the Rabbits. Um, the Sharks haven't lost two in a row this season, so it could be the first time they lose two in a row. We will see how that goes. Uh, it's at the Sharks standing points bet in Sydney. Uh, Saturday, 7.30. I'm um, just running through the last few games. Late Saturday night, the Broncos fourth, the Tigers 16th. Yeah, Broncos. for
0: the Bronx. Uh, Knights on Sunday at four o'clock. Knights 14th, the Bulldogs twelve. Well, this is interesting. Uh, you know, our full, our good fullback up there, it looks like he's out for the year. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's really bad news. Going to hit the Knights hard. I'm going to go Bulldogs.
1: Yeah. I think that, um, even in that game, it showed what a difference having him on the field meant, you know, and, and, not, the no Pong,
0: and, and Ponga, no chance.
1: Nah, correct. So, uh, yeah, Bulldogs, I'll go for them as well. And then, uh, the final game on the Sunday, Dragons 11th, the
0: Cowboys in second. It's probably not as clear as you hardest might think. To, it's the hardest one to pick. It's, yeah. a, it's down there in, uh, it they're one of the hardest pitches to to win on in um, St. George so I'm actually going to take the Dragons mate I'm
1: tempted to take the Dragons I am tempted I think Ben Hunt's having, having a resurgence after that origin period too um
0: and Cowboys were lucky. They were. I reckon the referees they are just like, going to give it to them.
1: Yeah if, I, yeah, if they play like that again, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to make up for it. No, I'll be different. I'll go the Cows uh, in on that Sunday game. So there you go. Those are the games for round 20. It's, uh, it's getting to the business end of the season, people. Things are really starting to ramp up, so very, very tasty. Um, we'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll go inside the tent. Hard-hitting analysis of one of the greatest games on earth. We're talking rugby league. This is Running It Straight on SENZ.
0: Is that ten seconds? <laughs>
1: yeah, it's the, yeah, it's supposed to be ten minutes, but we got ten seconds basically. Uh, just quickly, a text in here says, uh, "This is a good show, guys." I kind of lost touch with the NRL. Most of the games are outside my, of my hours of operation. Slowly making friends with the game again. Huge fan for the '90s, so it's great to have you on board, Ooh, mate. And, good uh, man. Leave your name with that text. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right, can it be inside the team. We uh, take a little bit of a dive into an area of rugby league. Something I wanted to ask you about today was, um, what is the biggest change or the big or the hardest part of going from an assistant coach? to a head coach now you did it Stacey's done it um, you know Mooks even went from Melbourne assistant to Warriors head coach what's the biggest well the challenge? biggest
0: real quickly Sam because we haven't got a hell of a lot of time is um, you get out of your diapers you got to put your big pants on your big boys pants on. You're in charge of. You go from being in charge of just the area that you're concentrated on. I was offense and defense at times uh, to running a club where there's you know 70 to 80 people. You're making decisions across the board. You're talking salary caps and so forth. So it's a massive transition. Mm. It's a massive transition, and you know I wasn't ready for it at, at 34. Um, but I, I took I took the mantle on. Uh, these days I do it totally different. And, yeah. I, and I think when you are making those decisions to take an NRL coach's job from an assistance position, a lot of the Stars have to align. Yeah, you you need a hell of a lot of luck, but you also need a hell of a lot of good people around you.
1: Is it also hard to get the players to view you as a head coach after being an assistant to you know for for say two or three years?
0: If you you don't do it on your terms, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah,
1: there you go. Um, uh, Always wish we had more time on this show. Maybe one day it'll happen. But uh, that's the end of running it straight for another Wednesday. We'll be back next week. But also live commentary from Mount Smart this Friday night. The Warriors in the Storm from 8 o'clock will be on air from 7. Myself, Kempi and Steph on the sidelines, so join us then. Otherwise, the run home coming up next.
0: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.